Welcome aboard. I'm Brad. I'm Eric. And I'm Scott. Welcome to My Ship Story Podcast. This is a podcast where we invite crew members, both past and present, to tell their stories about life at sea. So come up to the pool bar and grab a drink. Sit back, relax, because it's time for My, My Ship, Ship Story. Yeah, <laughs> that was terrible. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of My Ship Story Podcast. It's 2023. We're starting a new year. Starting a new year with uh, hopefully some uh, some new exciting stories. Well, I'm sure there'll be new and exciting stories. We can't help it. That's all we got. Um, everybody that comes on has a fantastic story. I've been going back, listening to a little bit, you know, since uh, we haven't been doing. Uh, we took a little break there for a while. We just needed some time to to chill out and uh, and relax a little bit around the holidays. But uh, now we're back at it and um, got some new uh episodes coming at you so uh let's check in with the guys see what's going on scott what what you been doing this last month since we've uh not been uh not been recording enjoying it's been a long time yeah boss you you uh you better have a good story because you're the first one of this whole year so. yeah no pressure but we just want a fantastic story that's all yeah. um, you know i hey. realized that you know when i was just looking down uh the other day and you know i've been involved in a lot a lot more of these movies and there's a lot of stuff that's getting ready to happen and come out this year so i'm super excited about it but my year is almost booked like i'm i'm, I'm booked out until october as far as uh, i wrote my first feature so that was exciting i wrote a couple of other short stories uh, short uh, films that we're going to do and another feature that we're getting ready to do and the big ones reagan and killers of the flower moon is going to be out later year so excited awesome. about that well i watched the first season of tulsa king but oh, i didn't see it yeah. did you get left on the editing room floor no no i saw myself i, I uh, really I, mean, uh, I was i would thought i was going to be in it six times but i ended up being in it four times oh well i missed you i never i was a uh, <laughs> <laughs> i'm like here the camera goes and there it was you know i know where i was but uh, i'm in uh the easiest the most recognizable one that i was in was um this second episode and when they when the first time did he second time he goes into the weed dispensary they do a slow pan across the room you see a bunch of people i'm back in the corner um with a you know something to drink and talking to the guys and stuff but my, the last episode i was an atf agent so that was fun oh cool all right well i'll have to check it out eric what you been up to well, I'm all moved into oh, our yeah. new house. Yeah. I mean, we, and when I say all moved, I have the living room and dining room is just full of boxes and crammed with stuff because we're going to get started on a rehab hopefully soon. That's going to take probably into the early summer. So I'm not be, won't be settled for a while. But hey, I wanted to ask you guys do you guys follow Mr. Beast on YouTube? Uh, no. I, I mean, I follow him. You've, you've heard of him, him right? I, I like Mr. Beast, and um, uh, this is epic. Okay, did you well, guys ever watch well, Squid Games? I've, I've heard of Mr. Beast, but I can't figure out what he does. I don't okay. understand have why he's popular. Watched, did, have you ever watched the Squid Games? Yeah. M Mr. Beast okay. Squid Games? or No, well, the original one. Oh, yeah. So yeah. he redid the exact same sets and did it like a real-life game version of it. Yeah. Um, and it was awesome. Like I was like, I couldn't believe how well he did it. And the winner was gonna win, was it like 250,000 or 500,000 or something yeah, like that? Yeah, yeah he gave away the winner of the Squid Games. He got 456 people to do the games, and the winner walked away with like half a million dollars. 
Yeah. It was. Oh. I and mean, everybody else was dead. Did they kill everybody else? Well, fake killed. But oh, yes. okay. <laughs> yes, fake killed. Not not real. But they, I mean, you. It was surprising how accurate they were able to do it. Like it was just the amazing sets. Like they had, you know, the first time they get killed, or they play the start stop game whatever when they're running uh-huh. he he put those packs on them in the front so it looked like they were getting shot <laughs> like when they got busted the, they had the squibs those, yeah the squibs right and uh i'll tell you some some of his videos are a lot of fun because he gives away a lot of money yeah and it's 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 they're fun to watch he's the yeah. he's the biggest youtube guy there is he has yeah. i mean i don't know where he's at now but he had over 200 million subscribers and yeah. and and most of what he does, all the fate, all, all of my favorite stuff, you know. And he's only like he's not even thirty yet, but um, all, yeah. all, mostly what he does is give away all this give away money. Money, yeah. I I had never heard of him to like I accidentally you know kind of fell into one of these, and then oh, I got yeah. I and then it was like oh I gotta watch the next one, I gotta watch yeah. the next one, yeah. Because they and he was just giving away like hundreds of thousands of dollars, so I had to figure out who is this guy, how does he have that much money. And then I saw like a little documentary that they did on him. And he's actually a really cool guy who likes giving away money. And yeah. like once he made it really big on YouTube, the amount of money he was making was ridiculous. So he just figured he would just give it away. Uh, all right. Well, let's get to let's get to our guest. Um, we're hey, excited that was kind to have... of nice, Eric, not to hear the real estate stuff. For, for a while. <laughs> <laughs> it's been it's been a little quiet. <laughs> But picking up, here we go. Our first guest of uh, 2023, and um, I butchered a lot of names over over the last couple of years, and I'm going to do it one more time. Welcome to the podcast, Boss Vanderlinden. Hello, hello, welcome, Boss. Hey, hey. Oh, thank you for having me. Thanks for being with us. Um, we always like to start off and get a little background on our guest. How did you get started working on ships? How did it happen for you? Um, pretty much an accident. Uh, I never wanted to work on ships. I've never seen a cruise ship in my life before I started working on one. I was working as entertainment director in hotels in Europe. And uh, that was in 2012. And then the crisis started. And now all of a sudden, all the hotels, they cut the salary in half for people. What crisis? And, That's yeah. the financial crisis. financial crisis. Oh, financial. Okay. Yeah, yeah financial crisis. Where were uh, you at this time? Um, at that time, I was living in Greece. Oh, no, uh, not bad. Yeah, I was the entertainment uh, manager of a big hotel in uh, Crete. Uh, um, then I did one more stint in hotels in Gran Canaria in Spain. Nice. Yeah, then it was just impossible to find a job that paid enough to, you know, be able to eat. <laughs> so <laughs> then I applied for cruise lines and I got it right away, the job. Oh, yeah. Well, how did you know to apply for cruise lines? Did did I mean, how did you find out about it? Well, um, I remember the guest uh, once told me that they thought I was perfect to work on Holland America line. Uh, so I first applied with them. They literally told me, uh, we don't want to hire any more Dutch people. So <laughs> then I typed in cruise ships on uh, Google. First one that popped up was Royal Caribbean. Never heard of them. I applied and yeah, that's it. <laughs> so the Dutch cruise line, Holland America line, did not want to hire any more Dutch people. Is that yes. what I'm hearing? <laughs> yes. It was uh, taken over by Carnival. It's part of Carnival nowadays. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Uh, and they try to get rid of all the Dutch people and replace them with uh, other nationalities. 
Oh wow! Oh, wow. not ex- not as expensive. Yeah. Well, wow. that's that's how the cruise lines do it. They're always looking for cheap labor. How did you get to your first ship? Where did you go, and uh, when was it? Okay, so that was in 2012. I started in, in April. It was a very interesting one as well. Um, uh, the first port. Yeah, when I went on board, it was in Dubai. Wow. So yeah, I'd never been there. We got dropped in a little hotel next to the port. I remember me and my roommate, we wanted to walk to the city since it didn't look that far. Eight hours later, we were still walking towards the city. Wow. No, no, that's too far. (laughs) It was so far, but it was interesting, you know. Eventually we made it and then we found out that there was actually a train going. So we went back by train. (laughs) (laughs) You told us earlier you were uh, crew staff. Did you you go right in as, as crew staff? On, on yes. board. What yes. ship was it? Uh, there was the brilliance of the seas. I remember driving to the port. The ship was there. It was like the biggest ship I've ever seen. Only to find out later that one, that is one of the smaller ones, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're we're yeah. still a we're little shocked. Yeah, yeah, we're a little shocked at how big how big even the the smaller ships are because we were we were back in the in the 90s yeah the ships that we were on were probably more like tenders for the ones now funny thing like when we when the three when the three of us were on the ships that we were on were the, currently the biggest in the world and now we said earlier you could put four of those in inside the oasis or the grant or you know one of those did you immediately like working on board was it a shock for you did it come easy it was well it was first of all it was a really tough contract because the company was trying something else at that moment on the oh, ship that like usually what? had uh, four crew staff in total oh wow all of a sudden we were with 12 crew staff uh, we had three international entertainment managers an activities manager and a lot more people and nobody knew how that was supposed to fit but the company made them do it anyway so everybody was st- yeah, stressed out all the time, especially the managers. There we go. That sounds familiar. Yeah. <laughs> Here you go. Here's what we're going to do. You guys make it work. <laughs> yeah. What? Uh, who is your cruise director? Um... Uh, cruise director at that moment. Um, ooh, I have to remember his name. Um, my activities manager was Cuddy. He's a cruise director nowadays. And the cruise director back then was a British guy, Paul, Paul Lancaster. Huh. Any relations, Scott? Nope. Not that I know of, <laughs> but I'm going to use it. <laughs> did you fit in? Was ship life suit you from the beginning or did it take a little bit to get used to it? Well, I really liked parts of it. Um, I liked having like an international environment, getting to know all sorts of people from all different backgrounds and all. I had a little bit more problem with um, uh, the strictness and the hierarchy and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, I'm from the Netherlands. We don't have hierarchy <laughs> at all. Uh, we're like allergic to it. <laughs> so I've gotten in quite a few problems uh, that contract just because of that. Like what? Oh, well, you know, like uh, the second activities manager that was there, he literally told me in front of about 350 guests, like, uh, you're not the boss. I'm the boss. If uh, I tell you to jump, you have to ask how high and uh, stuff like that. Oh, uh, oh. Yeah, yeah but also okay. other officers telling uh, the cruise director to cut me down. Like I stood out too much since I was, you know, I talked to everybody the same it, way. Isn't um, that the point? That's the whole point of the cruise staff. staff. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, there was like one uh, month of cruises where there were a lot of Dutch people and there were only two Dutch crew members on board. So yeah, we had to like stand in line with uh, welcome aboard reception, all those things, the crown and anchor society, all those 
big events. We had to stand in line with the officers. Yeah, you know, when you're standing there and you're standing there half an hour before the event starts, you start to talk with people. And they didn't like that, apparently. Oh, <laughs> and, that's yeah. strange. See, I would get in trouble because I would be standing in the corner with a drink, not talking to anyone. <laughs> that's what I'd get in trouble for. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'd be yeah. like, I don't want to talk to these people. That just makes me laugh that you're you're on the uh, cruise director, the entertainment staff. Um, you have a bunch of Dutch people and you speak Dutch, obviously, and you're probably talking to them and you're there with that. It would seem that would be like you were helping the cruise line. And I mean, that's all you're supposed to do. You're supposed to engage with the guests and talk in that position. Let me ask you, how was your, how was your transition from life on land on uh, life on sea, any seasickness or did they just give you a shirt and say, go up and start talking to, you know, whoever or what? Well, it was, um, we did have a lot of training, so that helped to get into the whole cruise life really uh, you had training on land before you joined no, the ship no, no, no. no on, the oh, ship, on the ship we had, yeah we had okay lots and lots of trainings explain that a tiny bit okay so when you first come on board you get like first the safety trainings you know like how does a fire equipment work uh, mm -hmm. how to give cpr stuff like that then we moved on to like the company style training like the culture of the company what the company wants you to think what the company wants you to do stuff like that and then our manager we had a lot of meetings more than half of uh, the team of 12 people were first yeah, new hires so we had a lot of trainings with other team members on how to do the job how they want us to present how they want us to stand on stage Stuff like that. And I've never seen that on any of the other contracts, but that one, we did quite a lot of it, actually. Oh, well, that's actually a good start. Yeah. 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 Most of us, you know, it's like, go to work. Yeah. And you literally walk on the ship, find your room, have to change in clothes. And, and then for, for what you're on that side, for for the, these other guys, they were like, go up to the desk and start answering questions. Yeah, yeah it is, I think this is a little bit of the luxury of having that big of a team. Like the experienced people could do the job while they eased us into it. Uh, so that really helped. But it was also a very eventful first contract, I have to say. Okay. We All right. Well, it yeah, sounds like we're ready for a ship story. All so right. why don't we do it? Are you ready? Are you warmed up? I'm warmed up. <laughs> Let's go. Okay. Hello, everybody. My name is Bas van der Linde, and this is my ship story. So yeah, uh, I was talking on the first uh, contract, a very eventful uh, contract we had. 12 crew staff on a team of, that's usually four. And we did five continents in one contract, which was oh, wow. amazing. That's a big load. Yeah, you saw literally everything. I just missed the Indian uh, season, but we started in Dubai. Uh, we did the whole um, Abu Dhabi, uh, Dubai, uh Egypt, Oman, Muscat, all those places. Then we went to the uh, Mediterranean, did a little bit there. Then Western Europe, Northern Europe, Scandinavia, Russia. Then we went to um, the United States, up to Canada, and then down to the Caribbean. And that was my first contract. Wow. Wow. So, yeah, I was really, really lucky to see all those yeah, all those places, all the different type of guests as well that came on. And yeah, also lots of things happened. Like we created our own activities that no one else in the company had. Like an ice party uh, when we went to uh, Scandinavia and the Arctic Circle and stuff like that. Tell us about an ice party. What, what, do you, what does an ice party consist of? So yeah, we made all our own, uh, well, 
we two girls from the team, they made the costumes for everybody. And it was inside the centrum. Um, it was on the brilliance of the sea. So they had this nice centrum uh, where you could like watch four decks up. And yeah, we just did a whole dance party there. Uh, but half of the team, they were like living statues as well as like an ice queen, an ice king and so forth. Guests could have pictures with and stuff like that. Um, then there was like ice carving, bartending, bar flaring. Yeah, all those things mixed together. Huh, I guess that sounds fun. Yeah. yeah, it was fun. It was a lot of fun actually. And no, yeah, nowhere on... Any other contract that I've done, and I've done 13 different ships in total, uh, we had our yeah we had the chance to create our own party from scratch. So that was really really cool actually. I love it. Yeah. It's so cool. wild uh, listening to you earlier going from four people to 12 people, and then probably you know eight of those people have no idea what they were doing. Oh yeah, most of us had absolutely no idea. We just huh. did what we were being taught, and that was it. <laughs> That's awesome. So did you? So these these uh, costumes and and outfits and stuff that the that the girl made were these made like in a hall when you guys were just completely blasted the night before or were they like um, she worked most of the nights like uh it was the girls that did the they were responsible for the arts and crafts on board uh okay. so they did like the jewelry beating with the gas scrap booking all that kind of stuff and they put in a few of their own activities as well uh so there was this little i can't remember what the name was there was a lounge on board and that was broken down later on there's like a grand piano in it and in the back there was like a little locker with all the arts and crafts stuff. And she somehow got like a whole sewing machine there and that's where she did it after the job in her free time. Let me, let me uh, ask you real quick <clears throat> about your uh, cabin situation. Was your cabin, did you guys have your own room, share a room, one or two people or what? No, uh, I always shared a room, uh, never had a room for myself. But in the first contract, because there were so much more crew stuff than usual, they actually didn't have crew rooms for us. In the first five months of my contract, I was in a guest room. Nice. Well, that's not bad at all. That was very, very nice indeed. Except yeah. did you have to keep moving from voyage to voyage or did, nope. did you have the same cabin? The same cabin for oh, five okay. months in a row. Oh, wow. now that's really good. Yeah, yeah that's from nice. Most of the time we even got like a stage room attendant and all until they found out like <laughs> five, yeah, four months later, they found out that we're not guests. So then they took it away. Oh, wow. oh so you had a, uh, I don't know what they call them now. Cabin steward. Steward. Cabin steward. Yeah, because we were in a guest room, we also did not have an emergency duty. So we didn't have to show up for any drill. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was really, really good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when I was on Sun Viking, I had a they had added a position to the ship, and so pretty much for like three or four months, I I didn't I was in a passenger cabin, and I didn't have yeah I didn't have emergency duties, so I would I got to skip out on all those just like you, which is great. It was <laughs> uh, well, hey, sorry terrible. for interrupting you, but uh, go ahead go ahead with your story. We're going to interrupt you, but go ahead with your story. Sorry, that's <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, so yeah, that. Uh... It was really nice getting all those chances to put in your own activities and all. At the same time, a lot of things happened. Like the uh, ship got one time kind of kidnapped by the Norwegian government, for example. What? What? Uh, yeah, okay, we, were, we need uh, more there specifics. Were like, <laughs> there were strikes in Norway. And because of that, we were not allowed to dock and we were not allowed to leave uh, national waters. So we just sat there. Yeah, drifting around on the ship uh, for like with, three days or something. With like passengers that. Well, or without passengers? With passengers. Oh, oh, no. Well, hey, Eric, you'll know this. I mean, 
Royal Caribbean has very few Norwegian officers anymore because yeah. they're no longer Norwegian flag, right? That's, that's correct. But yeah, the, the ships are no longer Norwegian flagged. But I don't know if that was still maybe part of the transition. Was the ship flag Norwegian or no? I don't know for sure. I think it was already in the registered in Nassau, Bahamas. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I'm not 100% sure. I wonder if they were still under Norwegian Union contract, though. I wonder... I mean, if they That's had no, the deal. they might have had some Norwegian officers on board still. Captain I, I engine. can't remember Captain that engine. so long ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, wow. sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, so, well, let me ask, like, while you were doing this, you couldn't dock or go or leave or do anything. Was there any sort of passenger revolt? Like, were people pissed off? Were they like, you know, you know, what the hell's going on? Oh, like there were, of course, people that, you know, had to be back on time um, or that were really disappointed because they couldn't go uh, dock in Norway, for example. But yeah, you just deal with it as good as you can, you know, put on a smile and we just host as many activities as we could during those days. So you weren't docked. You were at, you were at sea? Yeah, we were just drifting at sea. So they wouldn't let you dock, but they wouldn't let you leave. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> wow. That seems just really odd because normally if they don't let you dock in one of their ports, unless you go to another was, port. Right, you go to a different port that's not Norwegian. But if you had a schedule was all Norwegian ports, like if you had three or four Norwegian ports in a row, what do you what are you supposed to do? Yeah. 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 I've been on a few ships with Greek captains and they would have just laughed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I I don't know. Like we were just there and like the next uh cruise when we finally got back in the Netherlands, since that was one of those cruises that left from the Netherlands, if I remember correctly. Um, then we had to tell all the guests, like, hey, um, we're not going to Norway anymore because of the strikes and everything. You know, like a lot of people canceled their cruise because hey. Who wants to go to Denmark when you book the cruise to Norway? At the last moment, all of a sudden it changed again. And then we were still going to Norway. It was like the cruise after that. <laughs> I need to put I need to be put on that list. Like if they if people are canceling because they can't go to Norway and they're gonna go to Denmark, call me and fly me and I'll, I'll go to Denmark. <laughs> I'll go yeah. wherever, wherever you want to fill a cabin, just put me in a cabin. Oh yeah, I love Copenhagen. That's yeah. great. Yeah. Um, so what about anyway. the, what about party life and stuff? Well, I was never really that much into partying, but uh, especially on that ship, because, you know, I'm a non-smoker and that ship only has the inside crew bar, which is smoking. Like they put a little door that was open all the time <laughs> and to separate the non-smoking and the smoking part, which of course didn't help at all. Like a little smoke and a lot of smoke. Yeah, like there was smoke and more smoke and the smoking area was where the bar was at no matter what you had to go through the smoking area just to get a drink as well and what about uh, like so cabin crawls like you know from from you know your cabin to uh, or well actually being that you guys were in guest areas did you have a bunch of your friends over and everybody get smashed or no no we were not allowed to have any crew members as guests in our state rooms even while uh pretty much the entire row on deck four it was uh, port side, they were all crew members at that time. All entertainment stuff, but we were not allowed to go to each other's rooms. Oh, yeah, exactly. They were guest rooms, right? I'm assuming because they were guest rooms, but yeah, I think yeah so. it seems weird that they would have just eventually blocked those all off as crew cabins. Yeah, but yeah, that was the rules. So most of the time, we just hang out actually in the stuff mess, which was oh, right yeah. next to the bar. So we went inside the bar just to get our drinks and then go to the stuff mess to sit in the non-smoking area. So did they still allow smoke back then? Did they still allow smoking in your cabin or no, that had stopped already? Um, I think it was forbidden, um, but pretty much everybody did it. You go in the bathroom and 
Yeah, my roommate was also smoking in the bathroom. So, uh, in your cabin? In the cabin, in the bathroom. Blech. Yeah, uh, disgusting. But yeah, what can you do? No, <laughs> no. Yeah, I was luckily. I none of my roommates ever smoked in the cabin, no. and that's it. You were allowed to back when we sailed. You could smoke in your cabin. Um, there weren't any restrictions on that. Thank God, all of us, um, all the four of us. Uh, I was stage staff, by the way, so um, we 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 helped create that position. But all four of us were um, non-smokers. We drinking was another story. But well, so let's go on. So this is 2012 on the Brilliant. So take us to some of the other ships and and your experiences and parties or do you guys ever do goofy stuff like play tricks on each other or you know any mm, of, any of that there was one manager that we did pranks on it was oh i remember this one i can't remember which ship it was the cruise director he was always napping in the afternoon uh always like for four <laughs> hours he was unavailable he was just sleeping in his cabin yeah. so together with that the activities right. manager <laughs> We actually got like, uh, I can't remember the English name, but there was like this invisible tape or something that you normally do around food. Yeah. Oh, cellophane. Yeah, So when you put several layers of that and people run into it, (laughs) it actually stops people. I've seen that on TikTok. So yeah, we put it actually around his cabin door. Then the activities manager came to call him like, hey, boss, you got to come. There's something up, uh, blah, blah, blah. We were all standing filming in the hallway and he comes running out, half asleep still, runs into that uh, cellophane. <laughs> I love watching those videos. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't too pleased. Oh. And there was another cruise director. Um, I'm not 100% Wait a minute, sure. do you have video of that? Because we would love to that. Oh, I don't have any more. <laughs> it was uh, recorded by someone else, like... I'm somebody that has been like this. I'm 35 years old now. Uh, first time that I live on land. This is the first year that I actually have a cell phone. So, <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I don't like those things. <laughs> so the other cruise director? Uh, yeah, other cruise director. Um, I think it was Luke Aerosmith at the time, but I'm not 100% sure. He always used to give his um, room keys to the sports manager. Like, hey, I forgot this. Can you bring that from my cabin? Stuff like that. Kind of use him as an errand boy. So one time uh, we removed this cabin door. So we just took the entire cabin door away. <laughs> and another time we went, uh, he called us all together. And then we changed uh, like cruise directors. They have like actual living room, a bedroom and stuff like that. Yeah. So we changed all the furniture from his bedroom and put it upside down in the living room. And changed all the furniture from the living room and put it upside down in his bedroom. <laughs> so, that must have been a nice surprise. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and he never found out who did it. Oh, man. That's my was, style right there. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's, that's up Scott's alley. Yeah. Okay. Was there anything else? Any any other stories that you wanted to tell us? Did you ever almost you know miss a well, ship or anything? Or? Yeah. Did you almost miss a ship? Um, one time, we actually had a cruise division party in a bar. Uh, that was somewhere in Greece, actually. Uh, but the um, taxi driver went completely the wrong way. So me and the mate, uh, he was from the sports team back then. We almost got too late to the ship. But that's the only time that I almost was too late. Did you ever get thrown out of a bar in Russia? Because that's <laughs> Brad's favorite thing to do. <laughs> uh, no. Um, in Russia, we did have quite an adventure, though. Also with a taxi driver. Uh, we rented a um, limousine, like one of those big cars with uh, several people from the cruise division. Uh-huh. 
And the plan was to go to uh, the three biggest bars in uh, St. Petersburg. But the guy all of a sudden starts driving out of the city center. Like we literally went to the middle of nowhere. He didn't want to listen to anybody. At one point, uh, one of the guys with a phone that has like Google Maps on it and stuff like that went to sit next to him like, go here, go here. He didn't. Oh. Uh, we went to some really dark place. He went out of the car, went to meet some guy out there. And then he came back and then we went uh, finally, like it's already two hours in the limousine right there. We finally went to the city then. Whoa. He, so he went and just had a drink with a friend and left you guys in the vehicle in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, it was in the middle of nowhere, not a drink. Like it was quite uh, big, but uh, quite fast. But still, he goes to meet some guy in a parking lot in the middle of nowhere. No lights are on. (laughs) Were you guys guys scared? Like, were you like, what's happening here? Well, we were like, what the heck is happening? But at the same time, we were like with six guys and six girls, you know, like... What what is he gonna do? But yeah, it was weird. <laughs> and in the end, we um yeah we made it too late uh, for the bridge to go back in time to the ship, so we had to stay all night in the city. And uh, yeah, we just made one bar out of the three that we wanted to go to. So there was only <laughs> was a it was it Brigantina? Was does I, Brigantina ring a bell? Uh, Tribunal? No. I have, okay. I'm really bad with names. <laughs> yeah, my Brad's favorite. On, Brad's my on the favorite, there. My favorite bars in St. Petersburg are probably gone by now. But you had to be back on the ship by a certain hour or you couldn't get back at all into the morning? We couldn't get back at all until the morning because the bridge was already closed. Oh, wow. Like it wow. was an overnight, not that big of a problem. But, you know, we all wanted to get some shit eye before we started our duties in the morning. Right. Oh, of but course. we didn't get any of that. <laughs> wow. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, hey, did, did you, uh, speaking of ports, did you have any favorite ports? Any place that you really liked? Well, I like so many things. Like uh, cities, uh, city-wise, I really like uh, Tallinn in Estonia. Estonia, yeah. I like several of the Greek ports, but yeah, I used to live in Greece for like eight months. So that was, you know, I really like that culture and stuff like that. But as for ports itself, um, I really like the nature. So I really enjoyed going out into the mountains and the fjords in Norway. Um, really enjoyed going on a hike in Alaska as well. I really enjoyed the uh, small islands in Oceania as well. Huh. Where, where's yeah. Oceania? Uh, Oceania. Um, that's like the little islands uh, around Fiji, Australia, stuff like that. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you said about like New Maya, like New Caledonia. <laughs> yeah. In those areas. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. So what, what about uh, your uh, ports that you hated, like your worst port? I'm really not a fan of the Caribbean. <laughs> yeah you know like fiji itself was very very dirty oh really yeah like the streets were really dirty um they were like you saw poverty ever everywhere you know um so i i don't like that and yeah in the caribbean you get like all those uh people that try to sell you drugs or uh that try to sell you women stuff like that <laughs> brad's favorite ports <laughs> uh, yeah no i i don't like those you no. know there's there's no real old culture there's no real nature to go on a hike or something because you're like in the cruise port uh, it takes like ages to get anywhere um yeah. so yeah i think those are my least favorite ones no no let me ask you what about your favorite ship and least favorite ship um i had a really good time in one of my last contracts that was the quantum of the seas i never and thought that i would that's like a, bigger is that ships. on the smaller class a little bit no, Quantum is like uh, the second largest, I think, at that to- time. Uh, okay. It was a little bit smaller than the Oasis class. 
And, and um, you worked for, uh, until when did you work on ships? Well, pretty much until uh, COVID came. Until COVID, yeah. I never now, actually wanted to quit, but I missed one email and then all of a sudden I was no longer an employee. Oh, wow. So oh. they're not, but so they're not, you're not thinking you wouldn't want to go back now? Um, well, most likely because of how it ended, I most likely won't go back to Royal. Um, but at the moment, you know, still the COVID measurements, uh, wearing face masks, stuff like that still going on. Mm. Um, I don't really like that, especially being, uh, yeah, crew staff, you know, entertainer, like 90% of your communication is facial expressions. Right. And even with- today... Like all the shipboard staff have to wear uh, masks? Well, the last time I checked with uh, old colleagues, they still said they had to wear masks and stuff like that. So now are they still, do they still, did they open it up to where they can go on, on land? I mean, go into the port? Uh, I think so. I'm not, I'm not hundred percent sure, but I think they can go outside. Yeah. Cause that, that would have been really hard to work on a ship and you can't go ashore. Oh yeah. Like that's the, what's the point? Of, of working on a ship if you can't get to really travel you're stuck on the ship all the time that that's that's really hard on the crew yeah that is like i still probably would do a contract if if i only had to do like real uh crew stuff stuff and not like the other side duties you know like for me it's still a thrill uh to host activities host activities host dance parties i love that stuff did you, uh, what, what other stuff did you have to do other than crew staff duties? Oh, we had to like help the um, uh, guest services, uh, make reservations for people, um, the, a lot of gangway duties, oh, okay. um, all, yeah, all that kind gangway. of stuff uh, that's, you know. I think that's kind of normal stuff from, from when we were on ships. Did You didn't have to do anything like, you know, clean rooms or, or like, uh, <laughs> you know, take take the towels to the laundry or anything well we had uh several cruises where we did have to clean the rooms your um, your room or other people's rooms no guest rooms oh no um, but it was like in uh crisis situations you know like i was on the explorer of the seas when it had like the biggest neurovirus outbreak mm-hmm. in history at that moment and yeah. then all the entertainers we had to clean the state rooms and the state room attendants they skipped Skipped out <laughs> at that time, letting oh. us do their entire job. <laughs> wow. Well, let me. Yeah, so, if you remember that. that at all, like what what was that like? Was it like everybody's, you know, let's get together and let's do this, or was there some of the entertainment cruise director staff? Uh, I'm not cleaning rooms, you know. What... Um, the production cast, <laughs> huh, especially yeah. the guys from the production cast, they were like, "Nope, we're this beneath me. We're not cleaning the rooms." It's um, not part of their contract. Exactly. Yeah. yeah but absolutely. eventually they did because the cruise director, um, there was a guy, he's no longer with Royal. Um, he works at Carnival, I think now. It was uh, an Australian guy, uh, Lee. Lee Shrerup. Huh. I, I can never pronounce his name, but yeah, a good guy. But he really talked uh, on those guys like, hey, this little girl is doing the job and you refuse. It's like, you know. She can do it. You did can they? Do it. Did they pay you extra for doing no. that? No. What? Oh wow. No, we had like uh, that cruise. That's not right. Yeah. Very interesting to say the least. 
Like wow. before we said sale, we already had a few hundred people that had the norovirus. Oh wow. Well, and I'm on day two, it was already s- above a thousand. I'm surprised they set sail. Like if they have such a big issue before yeah. the ship leaves port, it's like it's not gonna get better. Yeah, no, we set sail, and in the first port, the CDC came on board. All the guests had to go out. We did some um complete cleanings of the entire ship, fogging everything. Uh, right. Then the guests came on board. Uh, we directly went back to the United States, skipped all the other ports. We came back like three or four days before uh, we were supposed to. Wow. Um, the guests, they were all kicked off the ship. We had to do like a full cleaning of the ship uh, like three or four times a day. And yeah, the final night, they hosted an all-crew party. But at the same night, everybody was allowed to leave the ship. So nobody went to the all crew party and everybody went to New York. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I prefer here. to be in New York. Yeah. yeah. Man, that's so wild. Well, hey, boss, let me ask you real quick um, about um, dating on board. Do you date anybody? Actually, let me start with my favorite um, question. Do you ever hook up with any passengers? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. From, from your but, from your three seconds into that question, we, we got it. Yeah. 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 Um, it's like not actually during while she was cruising, but like she was one of the, uh, you know, like our job was uh, to get at dance parties to get cast dancing. But on that contract, somehow they made it my sole job to get people dancing while the rest were dancing on stage, which is really hard. Um, so what I usually used to do uh, since that was on the rock and roll party, I would just look for the cutest girl in the room and just ask her to dance, like just with me. And then ho- I hope that other people would be dancing too, since we were so bad, you know? There you go, boss. Um, and, you know, I didn't speak to her for the rest of the cruise. Uh, the last night of the cruise, I snuck in uh, to the uh, Solarium Cafe. We were not actually supposed to eat, but yeah, I was really hungry. And, you know, we missed the late night snacks for the crew. And we know you don't like rules. And I don't like rules, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I I went there, you know, uh, cut, like, I don't know, a hot dog or something small. And, uh, yeah, that girl and her girlfriend, they came, uh, yeah, can we sit with you? I'm like, uh, yeah, sure. And we were actually there talking until, like, from 10 p.m. till 3 a.m. Well, Nothing happened so still. R- real quick, um, uh, I want to hear the rest of this, obviously, but um, did you have, did you guys have any... Um, you have to be out of passenger areas by 1.30? Curfew? No. Nope. Curfew? No, no yeah. as cruise director staff, you could go anywhere, but you couldn't, like, eat in guest areas officially. Um, there were some things that you couldn't do. Um, for example, like, uh, it was really weird, but, like, on some ships, we had, like, a dartboard, you know? We managed all the stuff, but we were not allowed to do it ourselves, for example. Or, like, the pool tables, stuff like that. Uh, but in general, you could go anywhere in the guest areas. And you had no curfew? Like you could be out at nope. 3 o'clock in the morning? Yeah, could be out all night if you wanted. Wow. Wow. That's Just nice. got to be, you know, on your best behavior. Not, not you know, drunk. the, the <laughs> guest yeah. cannot make a complaint about you. Sure. Right. Okay. Like, so, uh, okay. Where, so you're in the uh, solarium with the girl. So, yeah, with the two girls. Uh, we just talked till 3 a.m., you know. Well, they, uh, one of the girls, they asked me my number, so I gave it, uh, well, number, email, I think it was, something like that. We talked on MSN back then in the day, <laughs> but that was it, email. Um, 
But yeah, uh, all things together, uh, she came visit me on the ship uh, one cruise after. So uh, she came back. Yeah, she came back. That was nice. Uh, like a month after, then she came to cruise with me. <laughs> yeah, that was really nice. <laughs> so where was she from? She was uh, Australia. We were in oh. Australia at the time. Oh, all right. So she was from, uh, sadly, we only went to that uh, her city like twice that entire contract since she was from Melbourne. Um, but yeah, that's the bleak she, did she city. Come, did she, <laughs> I remember that episode. Um, did you did she come back on and cruise, and then you guys hooked up, or did she just come on for the day while you were there? Uh, first, she came on for the day. Uh, then we hooked up, uh, and yeah, later on she went to cruise uh, one time. Okay, I actually had plans like to, since it was quite good, you know, and. Um, I plan to go to Australia after, but yeah, at some point it just didn't work out anymore, you know? Huh. Awesome. A any other passengers? You, you hook up with any other passengers? Uh, no, no. No? So, no, not so in all of, whether you're dating somebody from the crew or, or passenger or whatever, but where was the craziest place that you did it on the ship? Um, on the ship, nothing crazy. Just in the cabin? Just in the cabin, yeah. Not like the prize locker or anything? No, no, no. I always <laughs> wanted uh, just as a big uh, finger, you know, on the cruise director's desk, but I never had <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know that's happened. That you have I'm to go sure back and happened. listen to... Uh, We've Johnny... Johnny, Johnny Lavaniegos. Yeah. yeah. Go back yeah. and listen to Johnny Lavaniegos' story. Yeah, that was way, way back in the beginning. One of the probably first 10 or 15 episodes that we did. Um, yeah, you'll hear a cruise director's desk story. Did, but, did you uh, ever work with, uh, I only know like two or three cruise directors that are still, I think are still going, but did you ever work with Dan Whitney? No. American guy or no. um, Jeffrey Arpin? He's back on ships now. Jeffrey, I work with him, yes. How was uh, How was he? How'd you like Jeff? Uh, Jeffrey was... Um... If I remember, he was all right. You know, we didn't see him that much. Uh, he didn't really mix with crew stuff, if I remember correctly. But yeah, it was a while ago. You know, he just did his job. And we, yeah, I can't remember any bad or good about him. So it was cool. all right, I guess. And uh, um, Paul Rudder? Let's see. Nope, never worked with him. I think Paul was gone before then. But uh, how about uh, Gordon Watman? Gordon Watman was still around oh, for a little yeah. while. English I know guy. Gordon, but he was an activities manager. So... Oh, probably okay. not the same guy. Yeah, probably not. So what do you do now? I mean, you, you've worked a long time as activities managers, as cruise director staff. What are you up to these days? So right now, um, I really couldn't find a job in the Netherlands, actually. Jobless for almost two years. Oh, wow. Just living on my savings uh, until I found a student job. It's just on call, you know, with hosting activities, like bachelor parties, business activities, stuff like that. Just... The same thing we did as cruise stuff, only instead oh, yeah. of 45 minutes in activity is like two and a half hours. Right. And people pay like two, three thousand euros for that. So and yeah, right now in, I'm actually trying to uh, set up my own business doing that. Uh -huh. And are you are you back in the Netherlands or? Yes, I'm in the Netherlands. Okay. And whereabouts? Are you in Amsterdam or? Out no, no, no. I'm uh, in a small village right now next to... It's like in the state of uh, North Brabant. There's like in the south of uh, the Netherlands, okay. just above Belgium. Okay. Um, and there's like the biggest 
I guess bachelor party cities uh, close by. That one is called Breda. And that's where I do all the activities for the other company. And then in my in the small villages around it, I'm trying to set up my own thing. Now, now what yeah. makes paradise? What makes it? To be honest, I have no idea why. <laughs> but like, especially in the summer, there's like 200, 300 bachelor groups going on at the same time. Wow. Wow. So, yeah. <laughs> We've just got a few minutes left. We always like to check in and before before we leave you do you feel like uh, working on ships kind of changed your life oh yeah definitely it was uh, definitely an, er- an enrichment for my life i've seen so many things that i wouldn't have seen any other way met so many people from different cultures different uh, ways of living you know I-, I would have never met people from the philippines for example if i didn't work on cruise ships and they they live like completely different than dutch people for example the same with Americans, and I really like that. I'm really interested in all those, uh, you know, different cultures, uh, how people think, a little bit psychology behind it as well. Yeah, that's like I really like learning the stuff like that. That enriches me in so many ways. Like, let me so step nice. back just yeah. a tiny bit and ask about your experience with Erica from America. What What was she like, and was she, you know, uh, um, uh, did you? Ha- well, have you listened to Erica from America's episode? Yeah, I listened to it episode. Yeah. Okay. Did you go well, to this uh, pig roast down below uh, uh, under the uh, yeah. where they had? Did you hear that part where where she had to sneak down in the Philippines and they were roasting a pig down there? Oh, uh, I've never seen that. Um, like one of my last contracts was with her. It was on the quantum quantum of the seas actually, and we just worked together for like one or two months. So she was really there in the start of my contract, and then somebody else came, of course. Yeah, that was a really, really nice contract. A really good team, actually, that we had there. Is there anything else you want to lay on us before we let you go? Because we're about out of time. Um, no, I don't think so. <laughs> okay. <Very nice> <laughs> <laughs> <I mean. laughs> All right. We'll wrap it up there. Uh, thanks so much, boss. We appreciate you coming on. Thank you, Telling boss. Your it was stories. nice to meet you. Yeah, it was great Thank to meet you. Thank you as well. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, we'll let you go. Right. Ciao, ciao. And All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. I'll see Bye. you later. Oh, fun. All right. Yeah. Nice, nice getting back in the saddle again. Nice yes. to be back in the saddle. <laughs> sure has. Hey, everyone. The ship is about to set sail, which brings us to an end for today. We hope that you enjoy the podcast. For bonus audio and if you would like to see this podcast and video, please visit our YouTube channel, My Ship Story. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram as My Ship Story. Don't forget to let us know if you're a past or present crew member and if you have a story that you would like to tell or if you like, you can email us your story for us to read on the air. Email us at myshipstorypodcast at yahoo.com. That's myshipstorypodcast at yahoo.com. Goodbye for now, and be sure to tune in next week, same time, as we'll have a new podcast every Monday. Bon voyage!